welcome to the Live Healthy with Laura podcast, where being healthy no longer has to be so hard, and dieting and restricting and stressing every day, yeah, those are things of the past. Allow me to help you dive into freedom and apply simple, practical strategies to your life that will help you become the happy, healthy, and vibrant person you have always dreamed of being. And hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Live Healthy with Laura podcast. Today, we are going to dive in and talk all about gluten, which is something I could seriously talk about all day because I'm very passionate about about taking things out of our diet that weigh us down in a lot of ways. But before we dive into that, ladies, go mark your calendars. I am so excited to officially announce that I'm going to be co-hosting my first women's a health and a health and wellness women's conference, June fourth from four to six p.m. at Riverside Church in Central Park. It is a free conference. I'm doing it with my uh, good friend Carrie Ann Gaston. She is um, a certified personal trainer. She's incredible, and we're going to have everything from food to photo booths to vendors, um, giveaway prizes, and like our, you're going to hear. Our, our inspirational, hopefully our stories that'll inspire you. Um, that will, you know, you'll, you'll understand more about where we came from and how we got into the health industry, but also what we believe healthy really means. And we're going to try to simplify it for you guys and give you tactical advice that you can take with you when you leave and apply instantly. So I'm very excited. Um, this this has been laid on my heart for a long time as well as Carrie Ann's. So June 4th, 4 to 6 p.m., bring a friend, bring multiple friends, tell your neighbors, tell your mom, tell everyone. And again, Riverside Church um, in Central Park here in Fredericksburg, Virginia. All right, guys, <clears throat> let's talk about gluten. What is gluten? For anyone that does not know, Gluten is a protein found in wheat, barley, or rye that has been recognized as far back as 2,000 years ago. It was actually talked about in the Bible. It's been talked about for that long. <laughs> it's been talked about in back in biblical times. It was spoken about, and it's talked about all the time today. But um, celiac disease specifically, um, that that's a true autoimmune disease and that was not talked about till the early 1900s and the you know with celiac disease um what it really is in case you aren't aware is it's when your body recognizes gluten as say a toxin or a bacteria or a virus and it goes on high alert and the defense you know your your defense system is alerted your immune system is alerted and it ignites its t cells and it creates this inflammatory response and with that inflammatory response comes a host of nasty symptoms that no one wants and we're going to discuss what they are in a moment it's actually reported now that about one out of one out of 100 people has celiac disease which is that's a lot of that's actually a lot of people um that's quite high uh quite high it's a high number I can't talk again sorry allergies are rough not gonna lie just finished a z-pack because the sinus infection that was uh that graced my presence over last yeah a couple days ago it was it's been knocking me down for a week now so um doing the best I can and I had to reschedule a few workouts last week and 
it's, you know, I'm just trying to listen to my body, which is what I hope you're trying to do. But man, sinus infections are no joke. All right. So moving on. Um, interestingly enough, though celiac disease has been discussed for such a long time, it wasn't until 1978 that gluten sensitivity was discussed in medical papers. So gluten sensitivity is different than celiac disease. Celiac disease is a true autoimmune disease. Like you cannot eat gluten. You really can't, else you will end up sick. Um, But, you know, gluten sensitivity is a whole nother can of worms. And it wasn't really, really talked about till 2011. So in 2011, there was a book that came out called Wheat Belly by a man named Dr. William Davis. And it basically... This is what got people's attention. This book really, really blew up and people started paying attention to their symptoms and how they would feel after they ate gluten. And um, of course, at this time, the food industry got really upset as well as the medical community, believe it or not, because no one wants to go back on their word. And gluten, like the grains um, that contain gluten, wheat, barley, and rye had been grouped into whole grains and they had been preached on for a long time that these are good for you. These are whole grains, eat them and you know, you're good to go. Um, as long as it's whole grain. Well, (laughs) they started noticing and studies after studies were coming out and this book came out showing a really nasty connection. Um, gluten was causing all of these issues and it came to the point where they couldn't ignore it any longer. They had to own up to it and they had to, unfortunately, go back on what they had told society. So gluten is found in everything from bread, crackers, pasta, cereal, and more. And it's consumed quite heavily here in the U.S. Um, But I'm going to make a really broad blanket statement, which I typically don't make, but I'm just going to say it. And this is against popular opinion, but I believe in my in my my personal opinion and professional opinion is that gluten in its in a, in a whole is detrimental to every single person. Um it, it truly doesn't matter if you have celiac disease or not. Um I I've seen it in my own health journey and many, many others that it's not your friends. And we're gonna dive in deeper in a minute on why I really believe that. Now, unfortunately, only 25 to 30% of the U.S. so far has adapted a gluten-free lifestyle, um, which obviously is better than it was in 1978 when hardly anybody was had adopted to a gluten-free lifestyle. But um, it's, it's, I hope to see that number increase because it's causing so many issues. Gluten has now been linked to and you can you can back you can look up the, the the studies yourself. There's tons of them, but everything to mood disorders, so depression, anxiety, hyperactivity, weight gain, and inability to lose weight, Hashimoto's or thyroid disease or thyroid disorders. So yes, the inflammatory response that your body creates suppresses your thyroid, keeps your body um, it it handcuffs your thyroid and it. Your T4 cannot convert to your active thyroid hormone T3, so that that's an it's a problem, and that can trigger um, an inability to lose weight or weight gain. Uh, also, eczema, skin issues, psoriasis, just dry skin in general, or any other skin ailments. M- many of them have been linked back to gluten. So, 
lack of energy, brain fog. Um, we're all busy moms. We all have that mom brain, but nobody needs to, why, why add a cherry to the top? Like, why do we need to make it worse? Right. Uh, congestion, chronic stomach upset, AKA IBS, um, going constantly or not being able to go to the bathroom, insomnia, headaches, iron deficiency, anemia, joint pain, uh, leaky gut syndrome. This one I really want to talk about for a second. Leaky gut syndrome is no joke, you guys. And, it's something that can't be seen on an ultrasound or on a, a scan of any sort. But what it really is, is it's tiny little holes that form in the small intestines that basically these little, just picture these tiny little holes are being punctured in your small intestinal wall. And it's allowing food particles, toxin, toxic uh, waste, um, bacteria, you name it. It's allowing those toxins to be leaked into your bloodstream which then causes even more of an inflammatory response. Of course, your body's like, hello, this should not be in my bloodstream, but it is. So leaky gut syndrome um, has been linked back to gluten. Um, so that's something to pay attention to. Uh, numbness and tingling. Um, the, the list goes on and on. It's insane, honestly. Like uh, you, if it's, a, if it's a symptom you don't want, it's probably linked to gluten. And um, it's why I preach on trying to be as gluten-free as possible, at least in our 80% window. It's one of the first things I, I talk to my clients about. Um, and truthfully, if somebody asks me like today, like what's, okay, Laura, just, I'm really busy. I, I don't have a lot of time to change much or food prep or go to the gym. But if, if you can tell me one thing to change this week, tell me what, tell me what it would be. I just want to feel better. I would say remove gluten from your diet ASAP. That is the first thing I would suggest you do is remove gluten. So when we eat it, even if we don't have true celiac disease, again, we want to think we can handle it. I've heard people say, Oh, I was tested. You know, I got tested for celiac disease. I don't have it. But again, it's incredibly inflammatory. And it's not, it's not helping you. I can promise you that. And I really, really, really believe if we all avoided it, except for our little 20% window where we leave food, you know, we have that, what I like to call fun food, you know, like we go out to eat and we are a little more lax. That's fine. But if, if we were to all avoid it in our 80% window, we would all feel better. Um, so I, I'm, you know, I want you to leave room for fun, but it cannot Gluten cannot be part of your everyday if you want to achieve optimal health. I'm just going to say it. It can't. I, I, I've talked to so many clients and, you know, I ask them what they're eating in a day and they, they really believe in the, you know, in the beginning, wow, I'm eating really healthy. I don't know what's holding me back. I start my day with avocado toast and scrambled eggs and organic berries. And, you know, and I'm like, wait, let's go back to that avocado toast what type of bread is it on? And they're telling me, it's like, on, oh, it's on whole grain, organic seeded bread. And I'm like, is it gluten-free? And they say, well, no. And lo and behold, when they remove this gluten, they switch the, that gluten-containing bread for a gluten-free brand. I love Canyon. I love Udi's. They notice a difference in their health in one way or another. Um, but it's people really assume if it's whole grain, this is a misconception, if it's whole grain, it's healthy. And I'm here to disagree. <clears throat> so um, 
The one issue I see in our culture right now is gluten-free is now all the hype or it's becoming all the hype, but people are unfortunately getting super excited about gluten-free products, but they're still junk. Like they're still really junky. So like if if it's one of those things where just because the bag of cookies says gluten-free, that doesn't mean that the chips or the cookies are still good for you. You know, we still want to be eating real whole foods. A lot of the times, and something I want you guys to pay attention to, is when something says sugar-free, dairy-free, salt-free, um, gluten-free, you have to be careful to check the label because typically what happens in our modern-day world is they will remove something and then they will add something. So higher amounts of sugar or artificial sweeteners or there's something in there that you don't want. So make sure you're reading your labels. Um, so, but what I've noticed is, you know, people will say, well, I'm eating gluten-free, but they replace it with processed gluten-free products. And then they say, I'm not seeing a difference. I've not dropped any weight. A gluten-free lifestyle is just not for me. I still feel like garbage. And the truth is guys, we can't trade one poison for another and expect to feel good. We just can't, we can't expect it you know, still be consuming poison and getting and get results that we want. So we need to stick to whole real foods as often as possible. And the good news is it really, really is simple in our modern day world to to eat a a great like a really wonderful whole grain, um, whole food, gluten free diet. But again, it's back to it comes back to you have to read the labels. Um, you can't just assume because it's gluten free, it's a free for all. Um, so some of my favorite gluten free grains I personally eat on a regular basis, and you'll see them all over my blog and my website are number one, we have quinoa, whole grain quinoa. <clears throat> um, they have brown, black, red, doesn't matter. Brown, black, red, wild, or jasmine rice. So rice is typically all always gluten free. Buckwheat. Amaranth, millet, corn, sorghum, teff. But my favorites, I would say, are probably I eat rice, quinoa, and then oats, gluten-free oats. I eat those all the time. So if you you'll see on my website, I have tons of energy balls, um, energy bites. I have granola bars. Um, you know, I love oats, but you want to make sure that the oats actually say gluten-free. So just because oats on them, you know, in the in the on them on their own, <laughs> they are gluten free. They're unfortunately contaminated quite often with other gluten containing grains. So it's just important to make sure that it says gluten free oats when you're purchasing them. So if you need some more help on what to eat, <clears throat> check out, <coughs> excuse me, livehealthywithlaura.com and make some of my recipes. They're simple, they will, they will make a difference. Um, you're going to feel more energetic. Your stomach will feel flatter. You typically will notice that you're able to see better results, faster results in the gym. Um, and again, why is this? We're eliminating this, this component that's causing so much inflammation in our body, in our gut. And I'll tell you, I've actually had um, a client recently come to me and say, and had a client and a friend recently come to me, both of them individually and say, Laura, you were right. Like you told me to try going gluten-free for at least three weeks, the 21 days, and I'm sleeping better. Oh my gosh, I'm my stomach feels 
different than it has in years. Oh, my skin's clearing up. Wow, I I feel less bloated. I feel like I'm retaining less water. I can think clearer. I've heard it all. And it's really interesting because, you know, we want to believe that if we don't have celiac disease or we're being told by doctors that we're good to go, you know, it's interesting when we just take the initiative to go gluten-free and take these inflammatory foods out of our diet, especially, you know, if we're eating them every day, if every single day you're starting your day with a gluten-free, I'm sorry, a gluten-containing piece of bread, um, or you're eating something that contains gluten every day, you are holding yourself back in one way or another. So physically, mentally, uh, you name it. So I just want you guys to give it a try. Um, again, gluten sensitivity is now something that our culture is finally talking more about. Again, it used to be if you had celiac, don't eat gluten. But if you didn't, you were fine. As long as it was whole grain, you were being healthy. But now we're seeing that gluten is truly the culprit to so many things. I mean, it can mess with our skin. It can mess with our brains. It can mess with our thyroid, our hormones. I mean, it can mess with our energy levels. Nobody has time to feel uh, less than their best, right? (laughs) We need to. We all have so much to do, so much to show up for. Um, And the beauty is, too, you can go to almost any restaurant these days and make substitutions. You could go to almost any Italian restaurant and request gluten-free pasta. I was just on a trip with my husband in Barbados, and every single restaurant had gluten-free options. It's just making making sure that we are diligent enough to ask making sure that we are intentional enough to shop for these items and keep the gluten out of our home. And if you have, you know, you try one loaf of bread that's gluten-free and you don't like it, don't stop there. I have so many clients, they have to purchase two or three loaves of bread or three different types of crackers or pastas, different brands, right? Until they find the one that they love. But please don't give up. I want you to try it for at least three weeks. And again, I want you to feel how I feel. I want you to feel how my clients feel. If you're struggling to lose weight and you are consuming gluten on a daily basis, that could be what's holding you back. But you won't know till you give it up. I spoke to a woman. She's not a client, but she's a friend of mine um, who she was doing everything right, really, to her knowledge. But the only thing she was holding on to was gluten and she let go of gluten for a few months and now she's down 40 something pounds, which it doesn't matter about the number to me, but she feels so much better and she can't believe that gluten was holding her back. Like she was, she was unable to lose weight because she was consuming this inflammatory food. She couldn't believe it. Um, And so just, you know, be intentional about it. Tune into your body and see how you feel. And if you're on vacation or you're at a restaurant, make substitutions. It's very, very doable. We live in a world now where it's so much, it's simple. It's so much more simpler to to purchase gluten-free products that are amazing for us, that taste amazing. It's not so hard. You can go everywhere, all these, Lidl, you can do it really affordably. You can get on Amazon. Um, You know, there's so many... Yeah, there's so many ways to purchase gluten-free products, but if you're feeling held back right now, if you are not at an eight to 10 when it comes to your the way you're feeling and you are, you can be honest with yourself and say, 
I've not quite reached optimal health and you're ready to see some change, I want you to try this and then come back and let me know how it, how it went. And uh, I promise you, I don't know a single person and I mean this that's ever gone gluten-free and told me that they did not feel better in some way. Either their skin cleared up, they got better energy, their, their digestion was more regular, you name it. But why not, why not make this small change and see what it can do for you? All right, guys, thank you so much for joining me today. Again, please put June 4th on your calendar. Um, if you like this episode, please share it with friends. Tag me at Live Healthy with Laura on uh, Instagram. Um, and yeah, check out my blog. I've got lots of gluten-free recipes for you. And um, I will talk with you guys uh, next week. Bye. Thank you so much, friends, for joining me today for another episode on the Live Healthy with Laura podcast. I hope something I said today encouraged you to care for your body, your mind, and your spirit in a way that will allow you to feel your best and have the energy you need to show up the way you want to in this world and make an impact. If something I said today did resonate with you, would you do me a favor and share it with others on your social media and tag me at live underscore healthy underscore with underscore Laura or copy and paste this podcast link and send it to a friend via text. It's my mission to help change the world for the better and I'm hoping you will feel inspired to do it alongside me. And if you like these episodes and are interested in learning more about the Live Healthy with Laura lifestyle, then check out my website at www.livehealthywithlaura.com for lots of blog posts and healthy recipes created by yours truly. Lastly, you can also check out the three books I have written now available wherever books are sold. Thank you so much, friends, once again for being here, and I cannot wait to talk to you next Monday.